Sup. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are that of our own and future Bachelor only, and not affiliated with any outside party or entity. This fun podcast may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. Yeah! Future Bachelor! Come on, let's go! future bachelor my name is Cy, and i'm veronica and we talk about everything pop culture dating and bachelor this episode we're covering elon musk's effect on dogecoin how we are transported back to 2002 with a benefer resurgence and some big life announcements from bachelor nation whoa and this is episode 162 yeah <laughs> Whoa, man. Of course, get a phone call right when the show starts. God, don't people know? Don't people know? They know it's <laughs> it's time to pod. I am available. But um, yo, V, what's going on? How's it going? Did you like that little intro song that we made? That was a, that was a fun time. That was that something. Was that was something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I said one time. Yeah, no. I could have said something. Yeah. Um, v, what's been going on in your life? What's, what's up? You know, um... We, this past week was Cinco de Mayo. I had a little girl's Cinco de Mayo night. I made a very dangerous vat of a margarita. Like, you know, I have like that drink dispenser. Yeah. And, and because it was me, it was pretty heavy handed. So <laughs> got some of the girls a little tipsy tart, but, uh, you know, um, uh, that's what I'm good for, I guess. That's um, what's up. Finally got to go back into the dance studio to do Vixen with some of my girls, and that's been super, super fun. Uh, we both went to Porch Fest. We just didn't happen to see each other there. You were there the whole time? Um, I was there for a chunk of time, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm yeah, going to say the so, whole time. I was so there I, for... I, like, I get home, and you're like right behind me. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome. Um, you're like, you're like, you've been following me the whole time, Veronica. She's like, yeah, I think I have been. <laughs> I haven't been. I wasn't following you the whole time. I literally followed you for the last block. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fun. And then, and then, what else you get into? I got last minute tickets with my friends to see Jared Freed, who's one of my favorite comedians. He does um, a couple of podcasts, his own J Train, and then he is on You Up, which is a Betches podcast that I love. And I saw him with a couple of my pals. Um, and that was like super fun. It was the most I've laughed in a long time. And it just felt it felt good to be like there. Some girl got kicked out because she was too drunk. It was the late show. It was like a 10 p.m. show. Was she trying and, to heckle uh, or like she trying to be funny or something or what? She was like walking up to the stage and like taking pic. It was so bizarre. And then um, we were like where we were seated was like right up on the stage. Like my feet, like I had my feet propped up on the stage. So I was like, well, I'm going to get called out for something. But I didn't. I'm a great participant. 
moment at a comedy show mm. um, wh- where like he made some joke about like 69 and I like had a reaction. He's like, that's the exact reaction I expect. And I was like, ah, yay. <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, well that's what's up um it looks like you got some new ink on you what is that i i do it's a line um mm. which you're like that's weird v but <laughs> i won a giveaway from um this artist local artist here uh her name is rachel she goes by grateful tattoos and uh she does a lot of cool like line work she does a lot of cool more contemporary like off the beaten path stuff and i just really wanted a line to like go it my arm is sheening because of all the aquaphor on it right now but um i wanted a line to help frame my little m that i have with my mizzou friends and like help if i put more little stuff on this arm so it doesn't look just like so sporadic i just thought it would help like that's connect cool to everything um nice line yeah. um, thank you yeah, I mean, what about I, you, Cal? What What did you get into this weekend? Oh man, you know, I actually I had two auditions, so I, I knocked both two? those out. Yeah, they're starting to pick up. Um, I'm I got some, I got this one for like an Aflac commercial actually coming up too. Oh um, my god, shut up! <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I mean, I the thing about auditions is like you get these auditions. That's the first step. Then you have to do them, and then you you might get them. You know, so. I'm I'm at, I'm at the stage that of getting. That was the most specific way you could have described. I'm that. just saying I don't know if people you know. You know, you get them and then you do them and then you might get them. That's <laughs> <laughs> literally what you just said. Dude, it's been a long week. Leave me alone. Um, yes, went to Porch Fest. <laughs> that was cool. It's cool that this like area of town like actually has like a bunch of um like people just performing on different like nice houses so cool. with porches yeah. and stuff. So, um, very cool idea. And then um, you know I. I, I legit got in the car and drove at like 2.30 in the morning down to Orlando to surprise my mom for Mother's Day. So That's insane. Yeah. I didn't realize that that's when you left. Yeah, I like legit left hours after I saw you. So, um, and it was rough because like, I mean, I'm still kind of like tired as hell from it, but um, it's cool. I'm here with my nephew, my family. I'm, I'm obviously recording from my mom's bedroom right now. Um, so this is what it is um and uh yeah this is what you're getting so you know v we'd been doing a lot i guess in the last week I, you and you brought up cinco de mayo and i completely forgot that was in my last week too so um i did a little bit of that um and you know i i just kind of really want to know <laughs> what are you watching <laughs> Um, you I have finally started to get back into, I think I said this like weeks ago, I watched like an episode of Good Girls and now I'm like starting to binge it because there's like hooked. a couple of seasons of it. Huh? Fully hooked. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm hooked, uh, which I knew I would be. I just like, I don't know. I was just dancing around other shows. So I just didn't have time. I'm not good. Like I'm not a good millennial. I'm not good at binging. <laughs> like I like to kind of like piece it apart. Like I like to have something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, I've been liking that a lot. Real Housewives of New York is back and they're better than ever. I'm hype. It's season 12, I believe. And um, they're, the ladies, they're just like, it's crazy to me that these like older New York women, like just the way they behave. It's just, I'm, I'm ready for it though. <laughs> and then, um, in light of recent news, which we'll get into, I actually, last week I said, I watched a John Mulaney special this week. I also watched another John Mulaney special. I watched his, um, comeback kid special, which was when he was in, it was in a theater in Chicago. So, um, watch that just for the memes. 
Damn, that's But what about up. you? What? what have you been watching? I'm going to need you to calm down a little bit over there. I don't like your tone, but... Um... I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't watch much in the last week. I've been just kind of prepping like for this trip down here. I knew I had to mentally prepare for this drive because I honestly tried to get some sleep before getting there and I just couldn't like I just so I just I drank like three hype. coffees. You're too on excited. The, I was too excited <laughs> to surprise mommy. Um, so I I honestly just I caught uh, Saturday Night Live um, with Elon Musk. Did you see it yet? Yeah. Oh my goodness! I did watch most of it. What do you think? I have my own opinions. Uh, I, I mean, don't I guess like we'll, Elon I guess, Musk. I mean, we'll get. To, I guess we could get into that. We'll with... get into it. I mean, I don't like Elon Musk in general. Oh. Uh, um, well, I thought most of his sketches weren't good, but I thought Miley was an incredible performer, as as I know her to be. Hell yeah! Well, I also watched Thirteen Going on Thirty. Ironically, the reason why I ended up watching it's like um, one of my auditions was like I had to just kind of like. Um, say my name my height where i live and then explain what my favorite um one of my favorite rom-coms is and that is one of my favorite rom-coms is 13 going on 30. i love that movie so it was just like appropriate that after i did that audition i would um watch it and then my my brother-in-law got like addicted to it and um really (laughs) it's a great movie like i I swear like it's a a classic like i don't know so um watch that um i'm definitely looking forward to wrapping this pod so i can just relax and watch something else maybe some handmaid's tale or something like that you know that's not a relaxing show (laughs) Uh, let me kick back and watch some handmaid's just watch some yeah um i mean it's relaxing to me but um oh, okay well <laughs> just like the act of watching the show not like the show itself anyways uh-huh. um we'll be what do we got for quick hits so to start us off uh elon musk as we know mm-hmm. was the host of snl this past week and there's already like whispers murmurs in the market about what that could do to dogecoin mm. um and just like what could be happening just with the market depending on like things that he said and his monologue or just in the sketches and whatever and when he when he made his debut doge dropped uh like about 30 percent dropping to 49 cents and then i guess as its second reference in the weekend update sketch it went up to 57 cents and so then it was down only 17 percent from the beginning of the show but it's just wild to me like i this kind of stuff is a little like weird for me in general but uh yeah no it's yeah. just I mean, it's so as, interesting how as that wh- like I, something I mean, a guest on SNL can do have that well, impact he's he's not even like he just he's always been an advocate for dogecoin that's kind of how i heard about it when i when i, I was like all right well when you're investing, you kind of look for the signs of people that have a lot of influence and like people like him and Dave Portnoy, I feel like are ones that have a lot of influence on stock and cryptocurrency, yeah. um, depending on they just have a huge following that people follow them. Um, but yeah, the Dogecoin stuff, like it reached up to like, what, 72 cents. Um, it's gone from like literally w- below a penny to like seven seventy two cents within a couple months since January. So, yeah. I mean, I was expecting Dogecoin to kind of skyrocket after SNL, but I did the opposite. So, yep. um, but it's still up. I still feel up very high from where it was. So if you got in early, just the thing is like people expect to 
get in when it's really high and then it drops like if you're buying in at 72 cents and then it drops to like 49 you might have lost some money you know so for sure for sure that's that's i think that's where he's kind of coming off like you know it depends on if you love the power of of influence maybe he does sometimes but sometimes like maybe the fact that people are losing money on his words sometimes is like something that he doesn't want to carry with him so you know, I, I, I see him sometimes yeah. like trying to deny, like be like, you know, invest responsibly and stuff. A lot of people are just not doing that right now. It's too easily accessible to be able to invest with Robinhood right now and apps like mm-hmm. that. So people are just- I guess Robinhood did have like a crash with like the crypto uh, trading during the show because of people, you know, selling so quickly yeah i mean that's that's one of the unfortunate things about robin hood is that they have way more control over it's it's like manipulation you can call it a crash or like some type of weird thing but like you're definitely like whenever a crash happens and people can't sell or buy when they want to that's manipulation um and for sure you know so um but yeah no i mean he also admitted he had like a form of asperger's like in his monologue yeah. and stuff. So that's something that was very interesting that came out of it. Uh, Miley Cyrus performed with, um, what's his name on his, on the remix? The Kid Leroy. The Kid Leroy. Um, that's, that was been a huge song and she got on the remix. So that's what's up. Um, what else we got? Yeah. So it feels like, you know, Y2K fashion's been back, but also I guess Y2K relationships are back with, okay. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck being spotted first at this um, event, the Vax Live concert on May 2nd, and then together going on a like little retreat to Montana. It seems like they're like an item. Um, it hasn't been like completely, completely confirmed, but uh, I mean, she has she's single, very freshly single, not even a month out from her, you know, broken up engagement with A-Rod. But uh, I mean, they were they were engaged from 2002 to 2004. Um, so Ben Affleck and J-Lo were. So it will be interesting if like, you know, this is happening, especially just a week after that viral video of Ben Affleck asking for Naveen to 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 why she didn't. Why she unmatched him? So I don't know. Maybe they're just both thirsty. Who's to say? <laughs> oh my gosh! I um I was trying to find that. Speaking of that meme, do you know that like little song that they play in the beginning of it? Like it's from that TV show or something. That little girl singing the song. She's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How does it start off? I'm <laughs> trying to remember. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like I'm feeling all know. these things. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. It's from, like, wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so many things. Wake up. Yeah, like, that's from, it's, that's one of the daughters from Real Housewives of New Jersey. That's oh who my sings God, that dude, little bit. I honestly looked up the scene for it, and it's one of the saddest things, but, like, it's, it's so hola- funny. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, it's hilarious, but it's, like, literally this girl's having a breakdown on TV in front of everybody, but she's just like, I wake up in the morning thinking of so many things. You know, like, Put it on my head, oh, oh, oh. Uh, dude! Oh my god, I, I couldn't stop laughing. But um, yeah, Benefer is back. Um, that's cool. You know, Ben Affleck. I feel like is out here. Jennifer is definitely a bigger um star than these normies on on Raya. But um, <laughs> these normies. 
Uh, you know, she ain't she, these normies. I mean, that girl's beautiful, but like they're normies compared to J Lo, you know? I mean, and J Lo, and they've got the chemistry, they've got the history, like, you know? Yeah. Sometimes we talked about it last week, the whole idea of like going back to an ex. Sometimes it's just the comfort, the comfort. And like, if you're fresh off of, like a years long engagement breakup and he's fresh off like, sev- like, you know, being with, Ana de Armas for a while. They're both fresh on the scene, freshly single, heartbroken. Why not? You I don't know? know, but I don't. I don't really approve of it. Do you it, remember that like, movie they made together, Gigi, 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 or something like that? It was horrible, I, and um, I think that was like the, that was the beginning of <laughs> I think the, the. I know it's an old movie. It's like Gigi, Ben Affleck, and and J Lo, but. Uh, yeah, they did a movie together back in a day, and it just didn't do that well back in 2003 when I was in 10th grade. What? I was 15 years old. Um, that's how long ago, that half my life ago, they were dating, and now they're back. So um, what else we got for quick hits? So as I said, in light of recent news- Is this why you're watching so many of his, your stand-up, his stand-ups? You're trying to like understand your new mans? Well, he's not, he's not, I mean, I've always loved John Mulaney, Okay, but- um, I, but he, I, I feel like this is sad. This is sad news. Like I'm worried about him because him and his wife are breaking up after six years together. The comeback kid special that I watched was like right after they got married. Um, and so like a lot of his comedy is around like the idea that like, he's kind of like, you know, a skittish skinny lanky dude and she's like this fiery like short jewish girl like it's great so i'm just upset and i guess you know he went into rehab in december started outpatient in february it's supposed to be he's got some shows up that he's going to be doing at city winery in new york city in i think a month or so um so he's like getting back out there on the comedy circuit but She said that she's heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage. And she's like, I wish him support and success as he continues his recovery. So um, that just makes me nervous as someone who, like, you know, cares about people's mental health and, like, their recovery journeys and things like that. Especially because, like, he has a history of addiction and things like that. And I wonder what I kind of thought when they were going to break up. I thought it was going to be more of, like, her needing time to step away because of, like, all the pressures of that or whatever, but the fact that it's being portrayed that he's the one who initiated said breakup, I don't know, that makes me more nervous for yeah, some reason. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot more people these days are realizing what is kind of, not saying it's her fault, but like maybe their relationship puts a lot of pressure on him to that he can't do stuff individually, you know, and get better. Um, and mm. also to the point where it's just gonna hurt her. Like, I mean, as much as she wants to stick by him and stuff like that, it's like, dude, I can't like become and I'm I'm just I'm just hypothetically speaking I can't yeah. become whole again knowing that I have this pressure of like you know making making sure that you're happy and I'm making you happy you know I I could see how you know that could be an option for him um yeah I mean I, I don't know man that's kind of like how it comes like I don't know if like you can have like a for, forever relationship when you're in a cele- when you're a celebrity like it just mm. doesn't seem like it, you know. It seems like I would like I'd be. I mean, I don't hear more of the successful relationships in Hollywood, but like, 
you would think that like if you really want to be in a real good relationship with someone forever you just wouldn't be famous i guess i don't know um, Damn. Just, I mean, you're not wrong. I feel like the public the public eye puts a lot of pressure on those kinds of relationships. So not yeah, just the public eye, but like like all the things that are are accessible to you when you have that level of fame, you know. True. So, um, well, we wish them the best. I hope and they you know become happy one day, one way or another. Um, what else we got? Uh, so Drake will be honored as the 2021 Billboard Music Award um, Artist of the Decade this weekend at the BBMAs. So, um, you know, that's amazing. Like, I think about it because I've been, I sometimes, like, go back into his older stuff and listen to that and whatever, and I'm like, damn, like, Drake's been out here for a decade. Like, <laughs> which I'm like, that's crazy to me. Um, but, I mean, and he had, like, you know, the top like his songs in that most recent little baby release that he did, um, they they were all like in the top five or whatever of, in Billboard or whatever like that. So um, he, I mean, it makes sense. He he's been in the Billboard top 100 all the time. He's landed number one albums. He's he's done all the things. So I mean, good for good for Drizzy. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's no that's... there's no com- competition there. You know, Drake is the artist. I I'm just wondering how to, when, how often do they do it? I mean, it's 2021. Do they do it on the the first year after a decade or something? Like who was like the last decade award winner um, or is this a new thing? Let me see. Is he the first recipient last of the Artist of the Decade award? For Billboard Artist of the Decade. Because you I know, feel like they might I don't know if they do it every year, but I don't know um, why they would do that every oh year. Oh no, it's I guess they do it so they did it Eminem was two thousand and nine. Mariah Carey was nineteen ninety nine. Hmm. So maybe they were supposed to do one in twenty nine did they not do one in twenty nineteen? Wow, look at those. Mariah Carey, Eminem, Drake. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um and it's funny because, mm. like, you know, Eminem and Mariah Carey kind of had a thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, well, good for Drake, man. He definitely deserves that. And I know it's just he probably has another decade under his belt. If he can if you can pull out two decades, I mean, that's on some like that's like some Michael Jackson like Prince stuff. I don't know. Like, you know, that puts no. you on like a legend mm. level. So I, sure. I'm, I'm going to give him his flowers there. Um, I mean, shoot, let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> That's just impressive. See, uh, now you people can't even go back in our feeds to listen to the episodes when you're like, I'm a hater of Drake. So I now never I, said like- that. <laughs> never said that. Find the proof. Um, what else <laughs> we got for quick hits? Uh, so Zuckerberg, good old, good old Mark Zuckerberg, thought it would be a good idea to start developing an Instagram for children because you have to be 13 to get onto Instagram. But he said, no, no, let's make the Internet a worse place for young kids by making an Instagram for children. It's obviously not rolled out. It's not a thing yet. But um, there's been um, a different uh, house hearing and everything with on social media. And he's there, Jack Dorsey with Twitter, whoever. But the pretty much like 44 states attorneys general were like, 
let's not roll this out. I think this is a bad idea. This is going to be like picking grounds for harassment, crime, bad times, mental health issues. Like it's already bad enough. Like I'm so lucky me and you weren't like in middle school or even high school with Instagram. Like I didn't get on Instagram until I was in college. I mean, like, I, I can I, think- I can remember like back in a day, like there were these sites that you would be able to like make. Like it's before like MySpace. Like yeah, you would have your yeah. own little site where you have like a bio for yourself maybe. I don't even know if they let you put pictures or anything on there yet, but like you just kind of had your own little place. Like it was like a place where people could go to and comment or something. And it was like, you would put it in your AOL Instant Messenger bio. So it was kind of like this, like, you know, AOL Instant Messenger was essentially this whole thing. Like the whole thing. It was like the social media at the time you would have, yeah, your away message. You would have like, yeah. Remember I'd be like, be right back. Yeah. You know, having dinner, BRB, be back and be right back 15 minutes. And, Oh man, what losers we were. Oh my God. It was like, <laughs> it was like dial up. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, mom, can I get on AOL Instant Messenger? She's like, no, your aunt's going to be calling at five. I'm like, ah, you know what I'm saying? This- I wasn't even allowed to have AIM. Um, I remember when because- they let me have like the computer in my room. I was like, what? Like right now I'm in a room by myself with a computer, but like that was like, well, yeah, cause there was always like the computer room yeah. or like ours was in the basement. So I would play my Nancy Drew g- games with my best friend in the dark because they were so scary. That's that weird. We would, this is like, I know I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm just joking. This is like what we would do. This is what we would do. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't even allowed to have aim or my space because my parents were like, you don't need that. Like I didn't get to have Facebook until I was like, 14 you know like how did how did we I, I like i wish i had better memory because i want to know like how i like share time with that like with my sister you know what i'm saying like how did we like i get 15 minutes like no i get it at oh, six yeah. like you know i don't now, know imagine that but with three other people it was me and my three brothers we all had to like take turns yeah and it was a whole there well, were fights plenty well, just, of fights. just all that to be said that i do understand like i really don't think kids should be trusted with like the internet like at all like even the like the little bit of amount that i had it wasn't good like you know like you're just you're just it was just bad <laughs> like you know the swear words you'd be saying and stuff the things you'd be talking about like with your friends it's just well it's and especially sh- nowadays that shit lives forever like it could live everywhere like we don't need kids like putting more stuff like or like getting in interactions that aren't safe to them like it's just like we were wiling out back then and that's why i wasn't even allowed to do most of it because like my mom knew that people were wiling out i mean that's scary dude because like that's how shows like to catch a predator and stuff started was like you know these they would catch these kids in chat rooms because you're just curious you're like oh wow look like just the idea of talking to someone on the other side of the world or like the other side of the country or another state or something is just kind of exciting to a person talking to strangers oh, you know, faceless strangers, but it's really dangerous out there. So faceless yeah. strangers. <laughs> That's what they should call it. They should call it faceless book, faceless strangers book. But um, yeah, I'm gonna give myself a yeah, good one. It's just been a long, long couple of days. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, what else we got, V? So uh, one of my fave, and you know, some of our compadres' fave uh, Netflix reality shows. Selling Sunset is officially back and filming for season four. What? Which Wait. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, it can't be. 
What is it? Season four? Oh. Season four. Sorry. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I just had they're to... looking they're looking better and more extra than ever. Like I, I just think about the amount of glam that goes into like these women being freaking realtors in LA. I could could never could never be me. Um, but uh I'm excited to see what that season holds. I don't really think oh, I guess they're gonna they're also renewed for a season five. So not really sure when um when season four will be coming out. I don't Real think they've estate, released that it's yet. It's so hot right now. Real estate is so hot right now. <laughs> it is a seller's market, not a buyer's market. Okay. Um, Whatever that means. Um B, what made you go yikes this week? A couple of things oh, cool. made your girl go yikes. So first of all, Seth Rogan um, had a recent interview where he said that he regretted um, saying, you know, that he would still work with James Franco in because back in 2018, he had an interview that he said, yeah, I'd still work with James Franco because like they're longtime, you know, collaborators, partners. And uh, this was after a lot of the allegations came out about him, like, you know, trying to meet up with a 17 year old girl or just like other like sexual misconduct stuff with some of the students that he was hosting, like acting classes for whatever. Um, And then also the interview addressed, I guess, an April Instagram post by actress Charlene Yee, who was in um, The Disaster Artist, which is a Seth Rogen um, and I guess James Franco collaboration project movie together. She's been a couple of those movies. She's like one of those like actresses that's kind of like she was in Knocked Up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I forgot which other one she was in, but um, yeah, I mean, I it, it's what would she say? She just said, you know, that Seth Rogen enabled uh, James Franco on the set of Disaster Artist, where there was a lot of like sexual misconduct and some like you know damning situations for him and i guess what seth rogan said to that was that he's like i despise abuse and harassment and i would never cover conceal the actions of somebody doing it um and knowingly put someone in that situation if i around someone like that and he did apologize for a joke that he made back in saturday night live in 2014 about um james franco like dating younger girls etc i.e. like underage and um you know he yeah that's a really cringe moment like first of all like that joke i don't even know it it just shows like how how time just changes like how you think something is funny and and it's not like you know a joke like what do you say he was like you know, I, I dressed up or I, I, I posed as a, a girl way too young. And now, like, I guess, like, James Franco is waiting for me at, like, a hotel or something like that. And it's just like you're making fun of the of the situation of, of you know, I, I don't know. How, I really don't know what the situation was, how serious it was. I do remember a little bit of that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it does suck um, because, you know, they're they're like best friends. They worked with each other on a lot of stuff. But. <clears throat> It's an example of a Hollywood person just, you know, especially when you, you're a kid growing up in it, you just kind of feel like everything's kind of owed to you or like, I don't know, mm. you get everything, like you just get everything you want. You become eccentric. Like James Franco is one of those people that like 
probably wants to be an eccentric actor. I never thought he was that great of an actor, actually. Like, he just kind of is Me the same neither. thing. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, and I honestly never thought he was, like, that great looking. Like, people love James Franco, like, more for, like, a James Dean effect, I think. But um, I don't know. Like, I... I I, I do think some of his stuff was funny, though, like when he was playing yeah. the comedy and everything. But, yeah, this is one of those things where Seth Rogen is just trying to distance himself from from this because it's from like all that. Yeah. if Seth Rogen never did any of that stuff, you're you're working and putting people in, in, in harm's way if you do know. I, I mean, it comes down as simple as like like if someone's like reaching out to like like an HR department of your film set and being like this happened and and you kind of like shuffle things around or fire people or let people go or pay people off like to make sure stuff you are enabling situations and stuff yeah so, you're complicit yeah. yeah so um so yeah i mean he's running i i guess they're saying that he he's not going to work with James Franco ever again so yeah that's, that's pretty much where he's at so I don't know what could happen to change that, but I, I guess it's it's good that he's come out being all like, yo, like I'm not going to associate with that anymore because of everything you kind of just said. Well, this um, kind of sounds like an end of an era because like I really do like m- like that crew is like actually what inspires me to act is like like. I love the fact that like I'm not even trying to like wrangle them all in, but like there's just a crew of like Seth Rogen, James Franco, Jonah Hill. Jason yeah. Siegel, like all these people that like, I loved how they all work together. Um, it all stems from originally, I think, uh, Freaks, Freaks and, and Geeks. Geeks. So, you know, Judd Apatow and all that. So, you know, it's a shame because I don't know. It's just like, I thought they were all like good guys and stuff. But um, I mean, at least James Franco wasn't. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. And I wonder how it affects their friendship if they're just like not friends anymore or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you can yeah maintain a friendship if you're like, sorry, dude, can't ever work with you again. Publicly, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't fuck with him. Bro, you coming over for Christmas? Um, what else made you go yikes? So Lakeith Stanfield, uh, you know, well-known Oscar nominee actor, mm. uh, he hopped on a clubhouse chat room thing and like for those who don't know clubhouse is an app where it's all audio like you can join different rooms on different topics talking about different things or whatever you know it varies from like normal people like us to celebrities or you know moderating doing whatever and so he hopped on just a random clubhouse room that was a uh, that ended up talking about like anti-Semitic things, um, talking about Adolf Hitler in a good light, talking about um, bigoted comments against Jewish people. And because he hopped onto it, he the, and people noticed him, an actor, just randomly hopped into this chat room, this clubhouse room. They made him the moderator. So then he was stuck in the moderator space for the the amount of time that he was there and he had to you know come out and apologize that he didn't shut down the discussion immediately slash leave the room quicker because he he hung out there and moderated it i guess for a decent amount of a decent amount of time so so what happened because i've been hearing a lot of stuff like weird stuff with this actor i mean he's a great actor and he's you've seen him in like atl and some other stuff and Um, get out and yeah. yeah um you know but it seems like he has some like really deep like um 
what is it called? I don't know what to say. Uh, like thoughts about life and and history yeah. and stuff. Like I'm I'm not really sure what I've heard, but I just feel like he's always like kind of like getting into like verbal altercations, maybe or or something like that. But what were they saying about like how did this? How did it? How did they get there? So I guess he joined this he joined the room like he's so what his statement was i joined i entered an online chat room clubhouse about the teachings of louis farrakhan who i guess has said different things about like he's an islam leader Mm -hmm. and he said different things about you know comparing jews to termites different other things um and so then he's like when you know i was noticed i became the moderator of the room at some point during the dialogue so he obviously stayed on for when they were just talking about just like, you know, Nation of Islam, whatever. And then, you know, at some point, the dialogue then took a turn to anti-Semitism and the statements that said, you know, Islamic leader has yeah. said, yeah. etc. And then he's like, at that point, I should have either shut down the discussion or removed myself entirely. Blah, 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 blah. Is this similar to like, like kind of like what like the Nick Cannon thing was a couple months ago and shit? Yeah, it was. Sim- I think it is pretty similar to the Nick Cannon stuff, actually. So a lot of these guys follow, you know, Farrakhan is like a, a, a huge leader that a lot of, you know, uh, I guess it's, it's Muslim. Um, black, yeah. black people, you know, will follow and listen to and stuff. And they have like a mm-hmm. lot of deep um, ide- ideologies. Um that's you know, I, I it, it gets pretty dark. Like I, it's 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 way above my head. But um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yikes. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Clubhouse. I haven't been there yet, but it sounds wild. It's and I I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I've like hopped in a couple of discussions, not like actually participated, just listened. Mm-hmm. I do not like the UI of the app at all. Um, I just feel like it's. I don't know. It just feels like a lot of noise for no good purpose but Word. that's my opinion okay okay we want that um v um what are we gonna talk about a minute minute, minute. topic today. so we're gonna talk about twin flames soulmates if we believe in them if we think you know if we were approached by what like supposedly either our soulmate and or twin flame because those are different things how if we would like you know take that as then maybe our partner forever. Okay, so explain explain what a twin flame is. All right, so a twin flame, so the difference, the, well, the, a soulmate is generally people consider that to be like two people who their souls are like intrinsically linked, just like they share, um, you know, sometimes they could be romantic, sometimes they could be platonic. Like I feel like I have some friends in my life who I could maybe consider soulmates just because like, were built from the same as some things like to say the same energetic cloth. Mm-hmm. Like we're, you know, two different people have two different souls, but our souls are connected. Twin flames are supposed to be more of like two halves of one soul or mirrors of each other. Like they're two, like it's like almost like a soul or an energy was split and placed into two people. How did this conversation come up in your life? This came up in my life uh, actually because our our pal Knip, he had a friend Jenna in town this past weekend and she and I got into a very long discussion about being intuitive empaths and she had recently encountered 
what is her twin flame and how that feels to her. And she was explaining a lot about it. And I've read about twin flames a lot, actually, like Mm -hmm. weirdly. Like I sometimes like to go down the woo-woo path um, and read about this kind of stuff. But it was interesting listening to her talk about having a twin flame and how like the idea of like soulmates feel more linked where twin flames because they are almost like two halves or they have like these almost competing energies because they're supposed to complete seems weird, but like they are part of each other. They sometimes almost push each other away or there's a lot of like energy that's hard to overcome. Like you feel like you need to be around them, but it's almost like so much that it hurts. It's like staring at the sun kind of deal. Mm. Um, So like, and sometimes it could like, if you don't know how to like, relate to that or whatever you might it might become a toxic situation like I feel like sometimes toxic romantic relationships can stem from maybe people being twin flames and not knowing how to work that together are there any are there any indicators of like of a twin flame um like indicators like some signs that you think that you've met your twin flame is a lot of times what and this is what jenna our friend jenna my friend jenna our friend jenna said was that uh when you first encounter your twin flame you're gonna like recognize them like this was the first time she met her twin flame he was a guy that she's like never met in any prior situation but like instantly like was vibing with them sitting next to them felt like she had known him his entire like their entire lives felt like they were not a new person in your life um there's a lot usually similarities and maybe trauma or pain or things that have happened in your past that you're both trying to get through um which is usually which sometimes people relate it more to soulmates but a lot of times with twin flames it's more rooted in pain or progress instead of like soulmates usually it's like related in emotion or things that you've already gone Uh, yes so what do you think of like it's like this is weird because i feel like i've had like a lot of like I've, i've met a lot of people that i'm like holy crap like i feel like i've known you forever or i've had like a lot of people say that to me do you think some person could have a bigger flame that's like you know you just have a lot of twins off this big flame. <laughs> You're like a twin. Not, not necessarily or all those flames would be twin flames, but for some reason, my flame seems to be so big. I have these multiple flames going on, twin flames happening. Potentially, and then and or potentially, maybe like you're just meeting more different levels of soulmates in mm. your life as well. Like I feel like there is such a gray area between. Twin, like, I think because a lot of times, I mean, I don't think I would know fully what a twin flame was unless, like, I had read as much about it as I have. Mm-hmm. Or if, you know, I don't, I've never encountered my twin flame. I don't think so because I think I would know exactly how that would feel. But I feel like I've encountered a lot of soulmates in my life of different forms. Like, I feel like a lot of like I have some of my best friends that I've been best friends with like my best friend Michelle I've been best friends since we were six I think she's can a soulmate an, can, an like, ex, can an ex be a twin flame um potentially but then I feel like 
you know, you'll find a way back to each other if 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 it's really Whoa. a twin flame. Jeez. Um because that could like what I, if like you're like old and you get back together and stuff. That's real. I mean, you've heard about a lot of stories of like old couples who like this is going to sound like so cheesy, but like they were high school sweethearts and then, you know, they went their different ways and whatever. Then both of their significant others died and then all of a sudden like they come back or like, you know, divorce, whatever. And then they somehow find each other at like 65 and then they like know that they were meant to be and they hop right back in to life together, which is. That sounds kind of romantic. Sounds, you know. It sounds like uh, the notebook or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think, I think uh, there's like a whole bunch of different things that go into. 30. <laughs> Yes, there's a whole bunch of things that go into Twin Flames that I've read, but in general, there's usually somebody who is chasing and there's somebody who's like running and because of the initial like reaction of energies. And so like, I don't, so maybe, so now that I think about that, I feel like I've been, I've been a runner for my entire life. She's a runner, she's a track star. Literally, I don't know. So then maybe I have met a twin flame and I just didn't even know it yet. But I feel like I would have felt a, a stronger tie. I don't know. Because like, I feel like I've, I don't, I don't know if I chase that much. I put a lot of energy into people. I don't know if I chase per se. Once they show me reasons to not chase, I don't. So Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've, I mean, I'm not going to, I just feel like I've met, I've met somebody in my life that like for some reason anytime we like link up it's just like it is what it is and there's just so many like weird similar like weird things that happen you're just like i mean that could be my twin flame right there um you know they've now are like moved on and like with other people and stuff like that but like i don't know like it just always just like feels like something something's burning and not like on some sexual or like even liking stuff it's just like it's just like you when you get it with someone you know it's like you you don't even have to tell a joke to like make eye contact yeah. and like laugh those type of things um so yeah definitely um that's very interesting um do people end up with their twin flames or soulmates um, most of the time do they have an average I don't know if there's like, you know, an average or anything to that, but, uh, I, I think, I don't know. I don't think everyone always ends up with their twin flame. I don't even know if everyone is really called to a twin flame potentially. Sometimes like maybe you're going to find your forever partner, but maybe you're not someone who's personally called to having a twin flame or sometimes, you know, there's people who aren't really called to, to having a forever partner either so i would love to know like especially with some of our you know friends that we know who are who do like open relationships relationship anarchy how what they if they feel like they've ever experienced that because like that could be an interesting like the energy distribution is so different in those relationships than than this would potentially have because this is definitely a little bit more along the lines of monogamy if you were to just fulfill a relationship with a twin flame. Wow. Um, v, 
deep thoughts with V. <laughs> oh, man, I can't do this right now. I got a, I got a long drive tomorrow. I can't be thinking about twins and flames. Um, <laughs> You're going to be on your whole drive home being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, v, is there any Bachelor news this week? What's going on in Bachelor Nation? Bachelor Nation. So our favorite... Uh, you know, little little now Canadian couple, Astrid and uh, Kevin announced that they are pregnant. Okay. Um, uh, you know they did IVF, which I think that's great for them to talk about their journey with like IVF and fertility and things like that. I think uh, that's becoming a bigger and bigger thing that celebrities are talking about and trying to, you know not like they're trying to break the stigma around fertility struggles. So, so excited for them. I'm sure their baby's going to be gorgeous because they're both beautiful human beings. Um, and then this actually just dropped this news dropped probably hours before we started recording this, but, uh, Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick are now engaged. Uh, so who is she dating before? He must be so sad. Sean, she was engaged uh, to Sean Booth from her season. Oh, poor Sean. He has to watch yeah, this. Poor Sean. Oh, but, man. Uh, you know, but she found her twin flame. So, um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, and uh, there, there's got to be some other news I've been. Oh, did you, did you see, you saw that, um, uh, that, uh, TikTok I sent you with oh. all the, all the guys of, of The Bachelor? Yeah, the TikTok that Nick Vial posted, it's part of this trend where it's like you're getting shot with like all of like your flaws or just like kind of like your downfalls. I don't really know, like kind of the things that almost like make you basic in some points, like you're getting like, you're like, uh, like whatever, oh, kind of like your own red flags. Mm-hmm. And um, he, it was all the, like some of the hot bachelor dudes from bachelor nation. We're all on a golfing trip together. And it was like Ben Higgins. And it was like basic and boring, like begins with a B or like whatever it was, uh, for Dean, it was like, used to be hot lives in a van, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> used to be hot. Um, it had Jared Blake, and it was Blake got the most, the most bullets though. Yeah, Blake got the most bullets because it was like, you know, banned from stagecoach. And what was his other one? No, his other, his, he was getting shot with the machine gun. It was like he was an F boy. And then he mm. tries to get up and then they shoot him one last time. It's like banned from stagecoach forever. Yeah. And Jared was Instagram husband and Nick was like. Uh, overstayed his welcome. Overstayed. Yeah, drastically overstayed his welcome. Wells which is, is known for being a bartender and his wife or his fiance yes. or whatever. <laughs> Okay, but I will not stand for this Wells slander. I love Wells. <laughs> Wells is forever relevant in my life. So, and I also saw that Mike Johnson is like he's created like some type of show or something like that. Like it's like some shorts, like six stories or something like that. Um, it's 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 interesting. I feel like Mike Johnson's doing a good job of not campaigning to be the Bachelor, but he's doing a great job of like of creating a personality outside of the bachelor, um, at least getting, you know, to do, I don't know. People talk about him and stuff. People look to him for like, you know, like it's kind of like, he's like the male Rachel Lindsay, you know, when it comes to these, like, you know, um, 
stuff, even though Rachel Lindsay doesn't want to be a part of any of this anymore. So, um, so yeah, that's some of, some of the bachelor stuff I've been seeing. And of course they're starting to roll out Katie's season of the bachelorette coming. So, Mm -hmm. um, and it's been quiet on the reality Steve front. I've been, I haven't been hearing a lot of reality Steve stuff lately. (laughs) I try to avoid reality Steve just cause like I'm trying to avoid spoilers and Mm -hmm. he is the king of a spoiler. So, But I feel but, like he's yeah. avoiding a lot of things now too, like just because he shots fired at him. Um, well, yeah. So right. that's all our bachelor stuff we got, guys. Um, slapper of the week. Uh, I actually pff, I, f- I forgot to write it down, so I, I don't know what it's called. But my cousin sent it to me, and it's actually a really good song. Um, if you get a chance to check it out, it's called Friday. Have you ever seen like that guy Mufasa and his hype man? Like he's like dancing outside of his car. Like it's always like he's sitting in the car, then he gets out with the door open. Oh and he yeah, dances. yeah, yeah. So like they had like this sample where it's like it's Friday then and Saturday Sunday. What? So if you guys like, it, it's a really cool song because it's like it, it mixes like meet me at the hotel room. Like it has like all those beats and stuff in it. So it's got a bunch of people. It's called Friday by Breton featuring the Nightcrawlers and Mufasa and Hype Man. So um, check that out. Just added it to the Future Bachelor podcast playlist on Spotify where all wow, our favorite songs Wow, that was the cleanest live. way I think any either of us have ever said our playlist title. I mean, we gots to. Smooth. We gots to. Um, you know what else I realized is last week we were talking about that Dominique Fike guy. Um, because that, that I was think Fikey. I don't know if it's Fike or Fikey. I think it's Fikey. Uh, well, uh, you, we I, we played one of his songs not too long ago. It's like, um, before you go, do it all for the money, some shit like that. I don't know. We played it a couple times, so we did play his music on here before. Um, you know, we're hip, we're cool. That's a hip and cool with the kids, you know. I, I just did a Austin Powers reference, and and that's the complete opposite of of being hip and cool. But, um, <laughs> anyways, V, uh, that that was. Anyways, V, we got any shout outs here? Yes, I wanted to shout out um, my pals, David and Katie, for braving the nice day Atlanta weather to come into the city and hang out with us, see see the condo and, uh, um, you know, share some, you know, good news about their about their life just as they continue on. Um, wanted, to, wanted to shout out Grateful Tattoos, as I did earlier. I also wanted to shout out my pals. Mackenzie, Aaron, and TJ for, you know, getting me that ticket for uh, Jared Freed so that I can enjoy some laughs with them. We had a blast and a half. We were, like, TJ was crying laughing. He's like, I've never been this happy. And I'm like, happy to be here for it, pal. Jeez, wow. Oh, that's a lot. Um, well, that's what's up. Um, well, I want to give a birthday shout out to my brother, Andy Hilliard. Woo! Liz What's Andy. Today is his birthday. Um, oh, my God. The day we record. <laughs> And um, and then also uh, this week is my friends John and Ebony's wedding on Friday, so Yay! we gotta get them. So it's about to be lit. I gotta get back to Atlanta, pick up my tux because your boy's into wedding. And... You gotta be flexing on them hoes. Oh, I hope it fits. <laughs> I, I I really hope it fits. That's all I'm saying. Um, I've been doing like five miles of walk in a day today. I just walked five miles to um. 
I mean, this is uh, there's a Jersey Mike's, so I was like really excited about that. But I it was love Jersey Mike's. Yeah, I do too. It was like two miles away though, so I walked there this morning and walked back. And my mom was like, "Would where'd you go?" And I was like, "I just went to Jersey Mike's." Then I was like, "That's like two miles away." I was like, "Yep, I was hungry." Um, but you know, you want to get a little sun, this Florida sun, getting ready for that wedding and stuff. Just trying to look tip top shape. Your boy's gonna be stunting. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, guys, that's pretty much all we got. Um, v, what do you got planned for the weekend? Um, we're doing actually. Speaking of my friend Mackenzie, that I shouted out, we're doing an early birthday celebration for her this weekend um, on Saturday. So we're gonna be we're doing like a wig party situation. So I just got my wig in. Um, it should be interesting. I'm excited. What's I'm what's sure. the what's a wig party? Like everyone wears wigs. It's just like like everybody's like on a theme, you know. It's just we're gonna be pedal pubbing. Um, Where you doing the one in Atlanta? Yeah, we're doing the one in Atlanta. Oh wow, you guys are gonna get lit. Can I can yeah. I be the one driving the bu- the bike? I don't. I think you have to like actually work for the company side. I don't think you could just like hop on and be like the <laughs> but I'll driver. I'll be wearing a wig. The, I look like I work there. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> guys we're ending this show right now so um that was episode, <laughs> episode 162 of the podcast we love you i'll be back um at my own place maybe next week so v i miss you why are um, you saying maybe like that you have to be back i don't know i'm just tired let me go um guys we love you you know what it is this is future bachelor my name is Sai. I'm Veronica, yeah, and you I'm are. awake. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week, all right? Deuces! Bye! <laughs> Future Bachelor Podcast.